Blog Talk Radio. Wait. No, no, no. Hold on. Blackbeard's Delight. No. She gets a special cologne. It's called Sex Panther by Odeon. It's illegal in nine countries. Yep. It's made with bits of real panther. So you know it's good. It's quite pungent. Oh, yeah. Ooh, it's a formidable scent. <laughs> Stings the nostrils. In a good way. Yeah. Brian, I'm going to be honest with you. That smells like pure gasoline. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. Well, let's go see if we can make this little kitty purr. Hey, sweet cheeks. Got an invite I'd like to extend your way. My God. What is that smell? Oh. That's the smell of desire, my lady. God, no, it smells like like a used diaper filled with Indian food. Oh, excuse me. You know, desire smells like that to some people. What is that? Well, it might not be desire. Maybe it's the Los Angeles Clippers uh, playoff season going right in the, in the tank. Good evening, everybody. This is Angel. Uh, welcome to another episode of What's Brewing. George will be on a little bit later. Um, lots of fun things to talk about today. Uh, once again, we had the LA Clippers probably doing the biggest choke job I've seen in quite some time. The last time I can honestly say I've seen a top-notch contender for a title lose to a team that, you know, I, I don't want to downplay Denver. But they really had no business winning this game. Um, I think Vegas will definitely agree with that, with that, with them winning the series. Um, I forgot what the the percentages were, were for them. But the last time I can honestly say I've seen a contender go down, I'd have to say it was the Denver Nuggets beating the Seattle Super Hot, uh, Sonics with uh, Sean Kemp and. Uh, Gary Payton. I think that was the last time that I've seen something like that. Uh, it is definitely amazing to see that. Okay. But we'll talk about that with George a little bit later when he comes in. Um, baseball playoffs, uh, the formats have been uh, submitted and approved. Um, I kind of like it. Um, so the top seeds will host the playoff series against the lower seeds in the first round and all the games we played at the top seed stadium so that's kind of you know if the Yankees were to finish in seventh place they'd have to go to Tampa for the (coughs) excuse me four to three games and that is a nightmare scenario for the Yankees. For some reason, Tampa just has them. Whether it's, you know, 
the their manager, um, Kevin Cash, who's a great manager. Um, I, I I don't know what it is. You know what it you know is it the the fact that the Yankees have been hurt so much this year? But the Yankees played them at full strength. I think they won the first game, and then they lost, proceeded to lose just about every other game since. And then you're playing in Tampa. I don't know. But, listen, at least they're in a good spot right now. They beat uh, Toronto last night. Um, They scored more runs than the Jets and the Giants. Beat down of 20-6 last night. And as of right now, they are just putting another hurt on uh, Toronto. And that, you know, once they secure this game, they'll put them a game and a half in front of Toronto, you know, for the sixth seed. Let's see here. Who's doing damage today for the Yankees? I know. All right, you got DJ LeMayhew. That's three for three. I know he has uh, two home runs tonight. Luke Voigt, another home run, his league leading. What number is this? Number 19. All right, who else is doing some work? Clint Frazier. Now, I don't think, you know, Clint Frazier is going to be so interesting for the Yankees going into, for the rest of this year and into the playoffs. Um, I know George is a huge Brett Gardner supporter, uh, but let's face facts. This kid is outplaying him and Talkman, and he doesn't want to give up this opportunity. You know, he's been kind of jerked around for the last couple of years. Now, last year, you know, he definitely had some immature moments. Um, so you wonder if he, you know, turned that corner yet here. Cal Higashioka four with a home run today. Three home runs today. Are you kidding me? Gary Sanchez better watch out because his 135 isn't cutting it. You know, Yankees, they, I think they would, you know, they'll live with somebody just catching the ball. But I know Gary Sanchez is so much more, like, it really pisses me off the fact that that Gary's not hitting. I mean, I said it last week. I said it many times before. I see... Manny Ramirez type skill and Manny Ramirez type fear in pitchers when Gary Sanchez comes up. Now, right now, well, Jesus Christ, 13 no one, two more runs for the Yankees. All right. Let's just have ourselves a day. Um, I'm sorry. All right, here we go. End of the seventh. DJ LeMahieu makes his first out of the day. Um, while we're talking here, let's go over some of the scores for tonight. 
Milwaukee beating St. Louis 4 nothing, top of the six. Miami over Boston. Hooray. Top of the seven, 8-4 Miami. Philadelphia Phillies over the New York Mets, 4-3, top of the eight. This game has some meaning to it because Jacob DeGrom hurt his hamstring in the second inning. Also, I have some very wonderful um, gossip to go over with George when he gets on about his boy, JT. Uh, Once again, Yankees win 13-1. Garrett Cole on the mound there, so I'm sure they'll probably take him out for the eighth inning. We'll see. No need to uh, spend extra bullets that they don't need to. Uh, Kansas City, bottom of the ninth, leading Detroit 4-0. Kansas City absolutely is one of my favorite uniforms out there. Beautiful, classic, clean. Garrett Cole out, and we got Luizaga back, who came off the IL yesterday. Baltimore, 5-1 over Atlanta. The Battle of Texas, 0-0, bottom six. Bottom of the fourth, we have... Hold on here. I just lost it. Sorry about that. Bottom of the fourth, we have Minnesota over Chicago White Sox, 3-1. to 2-2 Cleveland and the Cubs, top fifth. Just on the way in Anaheim, 0-0 uh, Diamondbacks and the Angels. Just about on the way, Seth just going to Seattle. We have finals in Tampa Bay. Washington beat Tampa Bay 4-2. Thank you, Washington. Yankees can close the game on that one. Oakland beat Colorado 3-1. Dodgers beat the Lam Diego 7-5. That was an interesting game. A lot of bravado in that one with Dustin May and Manny Machado. You have St. Louis over Milwaukee in the first game of the doubleheader, 4-2. Cincinnati beat Pittsburgh, 2-1. Excuse me about that one. So this afternoon we had uh, the Islanders over Tampa Bay in double overtime to force a game six, which will be on the 17th. There's also a trade today. Eric Stahl was, was traded by the Minnesota Wild to the Buffalo Sabres. Her point was actually going to play for Tampa Bay, now saying that he's uncertain for game six. Uh, Let's 
some awards coming out for the NHL. Lou Lamorello, no surprise, GM of the year. You know, whether you like him or hate him, you know, he is tried and true in terms of building organizations. I know when he came to, um, when the Yankees purchased a stake with the Devils and the Nets, and they, and when they started up, yes, uh, Lou Lamarillo was a big part of that. And, you know, Lou is that guy, man. You can put him any sport, any business, and he knows, <coughs> oh, excuse me, he knows how to build that foundation of success. He puts the right people in the right spots, and he, and he empowers them. I know it was very frustrating as a Ranger fan for many years, you know, having to deal with Lou. Then we had a little bit of a reprieve when he went to Toronto, but now he's back. But like I said, you can't really fault him. I think he's an excellent GM, knows what he's doing, and like I said, he can succeed in any sport out there, any walk of life. Um, that's definitely well-deserved. Let's go over some NFL scores. Week one is in the books. Give me a second here. For some reason, not going where I want it to go. So one more piece of information about the about the Dodgers with their win today. They they were the first team to clinch a playoff spot. Yeah, they look extremely tough. Okay. And here we go. Uh, Of course, we talked about last week. 34-20, 34-20, Kansas City over Houston. Once again, there were fans in attendance here. Clyde Edward Hilaire went absolutely off. Very good-looking uh, rookie, I think, drafted in the perfect spot with the perfect team. Watch out, NFL. Okay, we got... Seattle over Atlanta, 38-25. That was in Atlanta. Buffalo over the Jets. Jesus Christ. Game was not as close as the score is going to sound. It was 27-17. But really, you know, the Jets have no semblance of an offense and and of an attack that can do any type of damage. And now with Le'Veon Bell being hurt, I believe he's on IR for at least three weeks with a hamstring injury. 
I don't know how Sam Darnold is going to succeed. What weapons does he have? Robbie Anderson, he's in Carolina. We'll talk about him in a second with his 114 yards receiving. Boy, the Jets could have used that this past weekend. I know Jamison Crowder had a great game. Well, good game. Uh, he he had 115 yards, but I think 60 or 70 was on one play. Credit to him on you know breaking those tackles, but I don't know. Uh, Detroit made Mitch Trubisky look like <laughs> Nick Foles uh, in that comeback win. Um, God, I feel sorry for that receiver who dropped the ball. That Swift hit him right in the chest. You know, Stafford put it in the wrong spot. He aimed for his hands, and that didn't work out well. You know, Matt, try aiming for his head or something next time. Maybe that would have uh, made the catch because he caught it basically at the one-yard line, and he was there was nobody around him. But, no, it's a drop. Uh, Sir Aaron Rodgers, the bad man is back. 43-34, Green Bay over Minnesota. You know, Devontae Adams, who was a huge weapon for me last year in fantasy football, you know, even though the majority of the season he didn't do anything for me, but the last, I want to say, like two or three weeks in the playoffs, he just absolutely went off. Uh, Starts the season off strong with 156 yards. Um, New England beating Miami. Cam Newton. Whew. We'll talk about about this one a little bit more with George. Um, But definitely a different dynamic. Uh, Cam rushed for 75 yards. You know, know, basically had a good, you know, passing day. Nothing really jumps out at you in terms of his stats. Um, But he did lead the the team in rushing with 75 rushing yards. Uh, Let's see here. Yeah, he was 15 for 19 for 155. So very efficient. Uh, 15 rushes, 75 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Julian Elements missing uh, TB12. You know, he did lead the the Patriots with five receptions for 57 yards. Let's see what else we have here. Laugher of the week. Philly losing to that team in Washington that doesn't have a name. Jesus Christ. But thank you know, but kudos to Ron Rivera. No relation there. Um, you know he's battling a lot. You know, let's take away the turmoil that Washington is going through in, in terms of the team name, um, the stuff with Daniel Snyder, the organization. But you know, Ron was diagnosed with cancer. Uh, actually, during the game at halftime, he was getting a, a planned IV. So this is his reality that he's dealing with right now. And Washington, the team with no name, you know, rallied around him, played great defense. I think front line, uh, boy, the Giants are going to regret losing, I mean, winning that last game. Talking about that number two spot for Young. But, yeah, they were wrecking havoc, sacks left and right. They were putting a complete harass on Carson, uh, on not healthy Wentz. Excuse me. Vegas beating 
the Carolina Panthers, 34-30. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, welcome back to a full-time starting job. Didn't do that bad. Um, Vegas, Derek Carr. You know, Derek Carr for me is underrated. Um, I wish that kid nothing but the best. You know, I don't want to call it a man crush, but I definitely have feelings for him. Jacksonville, which was the other team other than Kansas City to allow fans at their stadium, actually won against heavily favored in Indianapolis. Philip Rivers threw for 363. Uh, the mustache outdueled him, though. Uh, I can't even talk about this game. This, I think this was the one game that knocked out half of America in terms of the suicide pool. Nobody expected this to happen. But that's why you play the games. Uh, Baltimore put in a hurt on Cleveland. And the game wasn't even this close. 38-6. Odell, I think he caught two passes, was targeted ten times. Can we say that this guy's not a winner? Is it possible that we can kind of chalk that up now? Um, Could he be a cancer? I don't know. I know being a giant fan, them making the playoffs, and then him wanting to take the receivers out on a boat ride instead of hunkering down and honing their craft right before their very first playoff game, a game that Eli Manning played excellent in, and Odell didn't show. If you're going to play big boy games and you're going to do stuff, you have to back it up. Like, everybody talks about Michael Jordan and his gambling and his golf and all that stuff. But Jordan never had a game that he couldn't do because of stuff that he did outside of basketball. That never happened with that man. He always showed up, always played. Uh, what else we have here? LAC. And it's not the Clippers. The Chargers beat the Bengals. Uh, Cincinnati had a chance to win the game as well. Similar kind of issue with uh, the Detroit game. Chargers won 16-13. The debut of Joe Burrows, which went pretty good. You know, <coughs> not uh, earth-shattering, but, you know, definitely was, you know showed up and definitely uh, had some great moments. Uh, Future's bright in Cincinnati. Did I say that? Is this mic working? Uh, let's see here. TB12 and TB. Lost to New Orleans, 34-23. I'm going to say this was the game that I watched the most this past weekend outside of Giants on Monday night. Um it's weird, and I think uh, this is probably the excuse for a lot of teams out there that made major changes, whether head coaching or quarterbacks, uh, whether getting drafted, signed, traded, whatever. 
Um, but the lack of the off-season stuff, uh, preseason games, um, you know, I think a lot of what happened on Sunday in New Orleans, it really could be corrected with uh, practice and all that stuff. So I do expect better things to come uh, from Tampa Bay this year. Um, Mike Evans looked like a lost little girl. Um, he was nowhere to be found. So hopefully he gets up sync with uh, TB12, and they can take TB to new heights. Uh, exciting game in San Francisco where you had the Cardinals beat the 49ers. Um, yeah. Houston, nice trade. I'm going to say not on that one. Nuke goes off for 151. Uh, he should have had that touchdown at the end, but, you know, he's just out of bounds. Um, but, yeah, you keep you look at that team uh, with Drake at running back. Kyler Murray, Murray led the, the team in rushing with 91 yards in addition to his passing. Um, that is a team. I'm not going to sit here and say playoffs this year. But I think maybe come next year, you know, give them another year of building up their offensive line. Um, I like them. And I think they're going to be a really good team going forward. Uh, We got the Rams over the Cowboys. Thank you so much, Jared Goff. Um, God, I hate the Cowboys. (laughs) Zeke had a, you know, good game. He uh, he led the team with 96 yards rushing. Zach, outside of doing his Dancing with the Stars impression uh, before the game, eh, it was all right. Um, I wonder what Jerry's thinking in terms of the contract that he's looking to do. Uh, I know they freed up money for next year, um, and I guess that's that's money that's going to be earmarked for Dak. Um, You figure he's going to get about – I want to say at least 35. Because Watson signed, I got to check what he got. Well, I want to say he got about 40. He got 35 to 40. Pat Mahomes got 45. So, yeah, you figure Dak's going to ask for about 35 million minimum. Um, and is he worth it? I'm going to say no. I'm sure most people say no, but that's the going rate for quarterbacks right now. And that was a fault, you know, of Jerry Jones playing the waiting game. Um, yeah, you know, it, it, it's one of those things like with the Yankees that always upset me. Or I wouldn't say upset me, uh, but they never locked the young players up to extensions. Like, even right now with DJ LeMahieu, and I know he's not young, but he signed a two-year deal with the Yankees last year. Um, great year last year. Continuing doing what he's doing this year. Don't let him touch free agency. Give him a three- to four-year deal and get him locked up and let's go. Why are we waiting until free agency? 
And that's been their, their thing. Uh, so once again, thank you, Los Angeles Rams, which had the most hideous-looking uniforms I've ever seen. They didn't even look beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous, but absolutely hideous uniforms that they wore on Sunday. Uh, the return of Big Ben Rapisberger. Uh, 26-16 over the Giants. Daniel Jones looked great. Daniel Jones looked bad. Darius Slayton looks great. Uh, Zaquan was incomplete because that offensive line was completely horrendous. Um, but hopefully that's just because Pittsburgh's front seven is, you know, amazing. Uh, T.J. Watt had a great game. Um, just a lot of hab- havoc uh, created uh, by their front four. Um, the craziest game of the week was that second uh, Monday night game with Tennessee beating Denver 16-14. Steven K- uh, Kostkowski, a lot here. Hello. Hello, George. No, George isn't on yet. Hey, Louis. Well, just tell me yeah, George be on your in, in a couple here. minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I could. I'll just tell him his favorite douchebag is here. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you are not douchebag to uh, me. Okay. Well, he. Well, you know they play the theme song when I come on, so. But anyway, the craziest game of the week, you know, it had to be the Rams and Cowboys because really that that play was ridiculous at the end. We could we should have won that game. Uh, his hand was extended. Yeah, I've seen uh, these these refs, and it's such a crazy play. And I'm sad to see they yeah. took away the pass interference. Uh, challenge, but um, like, I've seen so many plays this past weekend that was a yes. little bit more than that, a little bit less than that, and it's so subjective, that call. Uh-huh. And I don't know, it's like I said, you see the, the hand stick out, and what, what do you call? Like, I know there was a, was it in the, the Rams game that I forgot who it was, uh, they were complaining that the that he didn't try to catch the ball with two hands. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was a I think it was a giant game actually. And then when they showed yes, the replay, the defensive back was actually holding the glove of the other hand. He wasn't holding the hand; he was holding the glove, and and left the receiver with only the one hand to try to catch the ball. Right, right. And you completely missed that, but yeah, you, know, you call the other. Uh, uh, PI and it's an offensive PI at that with uh, you know this this it could have been worse it could have been Detroit uh, and having Swift you know drop the ball you know at the end zone with nobody around them yeah that was horrible these guys are blind as bats though I mean they really are but like I was saying uh, I think a lot of the craziness uh, from week one has to do with, you know, teams not being on the same page. They weren't allowed to do any preseason games. Um, right. A 
lot of the a lot of off season stuff was virtual, so that they weren't getting coached stuff the way they normally would. Yeah, um, just a lot of crazy things. Like um, you would think, like with, with uh, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady didn't look all that great. No, I think his age started to show. Well, I, I wouldn't even say that because you know he. You know, when he tried to do off-season workouts, like doing, like, Camp Brady, the city of yeah. Tampa Bay made him shut it down. Right. You know, so it, it, is it really age, or is it really him not really familiar with his team? Well, I want to say a little bit I mean, you know, Brady is not the same as he was, you know, 10, 15 years ago, number one. But number two, I kind of thought maybe he had troubles, you know, with his new surroundings. I mean, he's not playing in the AFC anymore. AFC plays a different style of football. And I think he got lost. Yeah, I was surprised to see Mike Evans not do anything with with uh, Tom Brady. Mike Evans looked lost. You know, top yeah, five did. wide receiver. And he just, for whatever reason, he just did not look good at all. I'm just glad we don't have him on, you know, the Patriots anymore because that was that's a big problem to the Jets. Yeah, but now the Jets can't even get out of Buffalo. Yeah. You finally get Tom out of there, and now Buffalo has ascended to that top team in that division. Just like I expected. But there's going to be a good but game. I thought, uh, yeah. I'm sorry? But I thought, you know, maybe uh, the Jets have a shot at the wild card at least. No, no. I, I'm sorry, no. but I totally I totally have zero faith in Adam Gase. Yeah, you may have something there, man. You might be right. Because if I think, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but if the Jets do go on four, Gaze is out of there. Hmm. Do they have to go all give four for him to get out? I got I to gotta give a quarter of the season, you know. I have to give a quarter of the season. Well, next week, uh, well, this week coming up, they have San Francisco. And you know, San Francisco is going to probably be on uh, seek and destroy mode. After they lost their game, then the Giant—I mean, then the Jets got Indianapolis. Um, who that—that that was another team um, that really, you know, that killed everybody in their uh, suicide pools because a lot, you know, just yeah. I think they said forty-seven percent of the suicide pools had yeah. um, had Indy over Jacksonville. And uh, so, yeah. yeah. Whoops. <laughs> so much for that. Yeah. Yeah, but like even the check game, like it wasn't even that close, man. It it was twenty seven seventeen, but that could have easily been a fifty point game. I think like Buffalo uh they took the foot off the brakes. It was twenty one to three at half. Right. You know, Josh yeah, Allen, Jets, he threw for yeah. 300 yards. Mm-hmm. You know, the Jets traded away Jamal Adams. 
Lev Bell got hurt. Well, Adams was really happy there anyway, so it didn't really matter. I don't know. Like, you know, it's when I looked at Jamal, I saw a fiery player. I saw a leader in the team. Um, what was the disconnect between him and the team? What and a lot well, of the reports like were, to be and that's where it came from. And remember, when he yeah. got fired from Miami, what did they say? He alienated his players. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but you're not Belichick. And to be honest with you, the world has changed. All right, the world has changed to the point where you really can't be that way towards your players. You know, it's it's a it's a lovey feely type of world about feelings and uh, all these wonderful butterflies and shit. Uh, but that's not the real, you know. But you know, it's kind of. No, no. The, the whole hard-ass routine, unless you're Belichick or maybe Nick Saban or Parcells, you're not going to get that leeway nowadays, which is why, no. like, you see it with Joe Judge where, you know, he's coming in with a tough-minded approach, but he's also showed a lot of, like, hu- humility. <clears throat> so he's coming in with that hard hand, but he's also coming in with a heart. Um so that's you know you saw the Giants play hard even though they lost and they lost by more than ten. Um, they actually played a very good yeah. game. They didn't quit. No, you know they they could have easily like um, the two picks by Daniel Jones. One was just completely horrendous. Um, oh yeah. But the second one, the second one by T.J. Watt was a great play by Watt. He didn't fumble the ball, so that that was great. So right. it looks like he's learning from that. So I don't know. It's you know it's one of those things where you know what works for today's player, and you know I think with Jamal, you could have you could have kept him. And why yeah, did, did the Jets what? You know, what, what did Adam Gase show you in Miami to say, hey, let's take him okay. over um, – yeah, exactly – over an uh, established coach, coach like a Mike McCarthy or an innovative, new, fr- fresh-faced coach, let's say like Eric Bieniemy over in Kansas City. What has Gase done to <laughs> to have faith to put a prime-time – a uh, major market team to put him in charge of that team. Yeah. He's going to do nothing in Miami and it's showing here too. Yeah, players don't like him. Gee, I wonder why. You know, and, you know, it's just showing and it's proving, you know, I think the one thing that people were saying, now, the one player for the Jets that had an absolutely phenomenal game on Sunday was Marcus May. He was all over the field. Right. You know, and I'm happy for him because he, he missed a lot of time the last couple of years with injury. So he, he played great. You know, happy to see that, that he's back. But really, you know, what has 
you know, they traded Jamal. They didn't draft a pass rusher. Um, Greg Williams, who's a hell of a coach, scumbag, but a hell of a coach. Um, I think, you know, to keep, them at, to keep the Bills at 27 points was almost a minor miracle. But, you know, Gaze is a, oof, he's a horrible coach. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, Mike McCarthy did a great job in Dallas. That's true. <clears throat> yeah. So if he was cheated. <laughs> I did. I still but, think yeah. they got cheated in that, but that game. All right. Well, you watched the, major- you watched the whole Dallas game, right? Uh, what did you think of the new yes. offense? And, you know, what did you think of them? Flat. Do you think that the Yeah? Yeah, especially in the beginning. They're really flat. And once again, it all goes down to the whole I think that goes down to the whole no off season routine, no preseason yeah. games. Yeah, they the basically the same. There was really no change in your coaching staff, right? Outside of Garrett leaving. No, no. Right. Well, that's weird. Because doesn't McCarthy well, have his look, own philosophy? Well, this season isn't weird, so. I guess this is Jerry Jones being Jerry Jones. There's only one Jerry Jones, thank goodness. <laughs> hmm. I'm just picturing what would they, what would what would they do if they try to clone him? Oh no, that's that's a terrible thought. Okay, forget that idea. But look, one look one game does not justify how your season's going to go. It's a bad start. Ha ha ha! It could be worse. You, you could have lost to the Washington No Football Team name. Oh, hold on, that was oh, really... the whatnots. <laughs> yeah. Hail to the no-name team. Hmm. That, Mikey, I, think about, I thought my own little things about that. Yeah, yeah. I went to a game with the team with no name. Oh, no. Oh, that's bad. Or All right, Louis, I can you go U2 to... route. I can go U2 route as well. Were... Do it. It's the team with you no are... name. What do you think? <laughs> All right, so you are the new owner of the Washington football team. Give me a name for that team. A new name for the team. Uh, The Washington Wusses? No, no, that's too cruel. It's too cruel. Um, WW, like Wonder Woman. No, that's too fruity. Uh, George will love it. Let's see. I'm sure he would. Uh... The Washington, yeah. um, Washington. Well, we can't use capital. Well, we could use capitals, but I don't think the hockey team would like that. So, why don't we just call them the Washington Generals? Been there, done that. Oh, come on! You're not going to count the the league with the hundred low charges, are you? Well. We're going to count that. What? 
wasn't the baseball team uh, called Generals at one point too? Senators. Senators. No, they, they they were just Senators. Yes. But they became they became like, the Texas was, Rangers. I was, you know, I, I I was talking to a friend of mine who is a fan of the Washington No Name team, and uh, I did fancy football with him as well, and yeah. we went to church together, a whole bunch of fun stuff, but. I seem to like the one, the Washington Warriors. Because you can still keep the hail to the Redskins, and you can say hail to the Warriors. Right. You know, same syllable, same kind of thing. Um, But, of course, we have Golden State Warriors, so I don't know how they would feel about that. Here we are talking about feelings again. Yeah, I know. I mean, because I know we have two different. I know we have two teams with the same name. I know the New York Jets, the Winnipeg Jets, and whatnot. Um, the Arizona Cardinals and and the St. Louis Cardinals. You know, I mean, there's no rule. There's no rule against that. But I think you need to come to a little more original from somebody who already has that team name. I mean, I think it's the last thing that you know that they need. You know, to have another team that has the same name as you know a team from another sport. Hmm. You know, when you think about that. But, um, you know, they have to sign a team name soon. I don't think they can go the whole season saying the Washington football team. It doesn't sound, it doesn't sound like, you know, much of a name. No, it, it doesn't. And, I'm just curious. Uh, like I'm trying to to find something that that would also go with it. Um, I don't like bringing back the Senators. You know, once again, it's Senators, Redskins nah, still have the nah. same type of syllables. Uh, no, I'm not. Because um, like this, that's the other thing that you got to be careful with because. You know, you don't want to lose. You don't want to lose a lot of your tradition. Uh, Hail to the Redskins is a oh. big song with them. Um, yeah. So I, I think I think you want to try to keep that in some form. So. Right. Now, the one thing I, I will say that's positive about Washington right now. Uh, and I said it at the beginning of the show is Ron Rivera, you know, he got diagnosed with cancer. You know, he actually took a uh, IV in the middle of the game during halftime, that, and it was planned. Uh, so it was great to see them, you know, win the game for him. Uh, you know, they're, they're front four, you know, with Kerrigan and Sweat and Chase. Chase Young is going to be the giant who got away. You know, they were – you know, they were wrecking some havoc on Carson on Carson Wentz. Oh yes, they were putting a hurt on that kid. And yeah, I'm, you know, it was like, why did we win that one game? That one game took us out of the number two spot. Oh, yeah. And then I think there was one play. It, 
Chase Young ended up being called for being offsides, but he, I mean, the quickness that he jumped off, you know, he slammed into Carson Wentz when he was throwing, and it caused the interception. <clears throat> but once again, it was called back because he was offsides. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the explosiveness of this kid is, yeah, and, and the fact that the Giants don't have an offensive line, it's going gonna, it's gonna to suck for years to come. Louis, what do you think about about the new playoff schedule for baseball? Well, it's a little weird, but I'll tell you one thing. I mean, you should have thought of playing into a bubble long before the playoff schedule came out. I mean, there, there was no – I mean, everybody else was playing in a bubble. Hockey it was, basketball was. What did you have against playing in a bubble from the start? You decided now to do it now? It doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, really I think, think their, I think their whole thing was, it's kind of hard to do a bubble for the full league. Remember, with hockey and uh, basketball, they didn't do the full league. They they cut teams from yeah, the playoffs. Them. You know, they they did cut a quarter of the league on each uh, on each league. So, hmm. you you weren't having full thirty, thirty one, thirty two teams. Yeah, but when you think what? about, you know, everybody was traveling back and forth, and that's how all this uh, this crap started with them getting, the, getting um, you know, with the Marlins, Corona. They were all staying in the in the bubble. It may well would have happened. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I, guess I think now, the, the, the you know, market about safety. I think, like, right now what they're saying is, what, the first round is going to be played in the highest team stadium, the highest seed yeah. stadium. So that's the first round. Teams that advance, I think the the National League will go to Texas, and they'll play in Houston See, that's, that's, and in Arlington. That's the thing I don't get. That's the thing I don't get. Why are the National League teams playing in American League ballpark and the American League teams are playing in National League ballpark? Does that make any sense? Yes. You don't want to give a team an oh. unfair advantage. So let's say so Houston and Texas. Okay. Let's say if Houston and Texas were in the playoff uh, mix, which I think right now only Houston is, um, yes. barely, uh, mm-hmm. they would have an unfair advantage because they play in that park all the time. Right. So I think that's where the one uh, thing is right now. You know, they don't want you know an, an unfair advantage, and um, vice versa with the Nat- American League teams going to the National League parks. Uh, what is it? The uh, Dodgers and San Diego. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I just find it very odd this year <laughs> that that you know. I mean, I, I know concerning the fact of you know what decisions you're in. I just find it very odd that you're playing in opposite ballparks, you know. Well, remember, that I mean, was, maybe that it's was just the plan me, for hockey but... as well. Hockey, yeah, the, their plan was going to be um, the East playing in Vegas and the West playing in Toronto. That was the initial plan. <laughs> so Until they thought uh, geographically that doesn't make any sense. Well, I think it was more than that. I think a lot of people 
complained about it in terms of uh, Toronto. They they put the biggest stink yeah. about it. Th- then there was uh, a lot of talk in terms of travel. You know, once they get past certain points, uh, it was about quarantining and, you know, would Canada let people in? So there was a lot of things that ultimately said, you know what, let's just put it in Canada. It'll be easier to travel for when they have to do the Stanley Cup. Because um, remember, everything's, I think, what, in Edmonton and then in Toronto. Yes. Well, now it's Shelly so, Edmonton. Is it? It Okay. You know, hopefully George isn't crying too much uh, with uh, Las Vegas uh, being ousted. He was going for Vegas, huh? Oh, yeah, he's a huge uh, Vegas guy. I wasn't aware of that. Well, I was going for Dallas anyway, and uh, Monday night's game, oh, yeah. And we got a doozy tomorrow, game six. Can the Islanders pull it off? I don't know. You know, um, I was listening to a lot of sports talk today, and a lot of people are saying the same things in terms of, you know, when you get to this point, and basically it came up because of what happened with the Clippers and their choke job, you know, being up 3-1 and, you know, absolutely just choking it away and not even showing up and then giving every excuse in the book after they get blown out exactly. of Game 7. How the hell um, do you blow double-digit leads in three games and have three only, only to lose it? I mean, how, could, how is that purely possible? You know, they were saying a lot of stuff about Paul George, and, like, he said it, like, it came from his words, and he was saying how the bubble had a negative effect over him. Oh, come and on. Like, you kidding me? Well, you got to remember, these guys are used to doing whatever the hell they want to do when they want to do it. Uh, and Paul George is, you know, pretty know, out there in terms the of excuse. They shouldn't. No, and listen, I you know I do get it. You know, people, you know, are gonna get homesick. People are gonna get, you know, feeling that their their rights are taken away. Uh, I get it, but you know, they really if you don't go into this as this is a business trip, then you're, you're basically screwing yourself. You know, the mentality is gonna be all screwed up. Um, and for Paul George and for a couple of those players, it absolutely was screwed up. Now, the great thing was there wasn't a lot well, of – We were on the same boat anyway, uh, though, right? Exactly. And, like, the great thing was it wasn't a lot of uh, – I don't think there was any corona-related uh, illnesses that were reported. You know, they, they were tested multiple times, of course. Um, Just once you get drunk by the beer. So, oh. <laughs> but I'm pumped. So – so in that way, it worked out great in terms of the actual format. Uh, but getting back to baseball, like the one thing that scares me is that Manfred said he thinks you know he might like this setup going forward. I don't want to see that. Yeah, you know, I don't want to see no. put putting the, everybody into neutral sites and then doing a doing a World Series run there. I think the fans. Earn, earn the right of their teams and to see their teams in the playoffs, whether that's in the World Series or whatever round it is, 
you know, don't take that experience away from us. And what that's what I'm afraid. Like the change in the rules this year, though. I listen. I I like a couple of rules. I hate a couple of rules. I love the DH. Yeah. I think that should have been on in a long time ago. Uh, I'm mm. not a fan of. I hate second base in the extra innings. Uh, which of I course so. none of these I rules. Like none of these rules are are in play for the playoffs. Uh, you right. like it? I didn't think so. I like it. I mean, you know, it, it, it's a better strategy. It's and it's less of a chance of dragging the game onto like sixteen, seventeen innings because that's that's ridiculous. I mean, really. So it, it does provide a better flow, better strategy to the game. I hope they actually do keep it. I would like to see it happen. And uh, mm. double hitter is only seven innings. Not see anything wrong with that because you know you gotta be exhausted by playing you know a full nine innings and have to play another nine innings, uh, thirty five minutes or. With the after that, so I think it, you know, relaxes players more. They won't be as tired and whatnot. And I think it, I think it's a better flow of the game. So you know what? Keep these rules. I happen to like it. If nobody else likes it, okay, fine with me. You don't have to agree with me, but I kind of have to like it. And so it's actually um, Dodgers manager Dave Roberts. He likes these. He likes this um, new um, format, even though it will be temporary. So huh. I don't know what Roberts in like I, I'm okay with um, some. Uh, like I am split on the doubleheader thing because I think a baseball game is a baseball game, and in all actuality, major league games should be nine innings long. Uh, am I a little desensitized, uh, desensitized towards it because, like, I played softball for so many years. Uh, also, going to the minor league games, uh, independent league. Uh, they do seven inning double headers. Um, I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, once again, I think in terms of the purity of the game, if you really want to speed the game up, you want to speed the game up and you want to make it more exciting. Get rid of the shift. Get rid of uh, players, you know, you know, pulling themselves out of the box and, and just doing the whole Nomar oh, yeah. Garcia par. Or, or things like that. Eliminate, eliminate, eliminate uh, players being allowed to leave the bench and the bullpens during a skirmish. At the very minimal, right. stop them from going into the, you know, from leaving the bullpen. Lock that door. There's no business for them to be running into the field and then to take their time, no. sweet ass time, walk, walking the way back. Um, of course, those those too. If you know the coaches uh, just keep coming to the mound every so often, that kind of screws up too. And of course, you know intentional walks, which are as boring as hell, uh, whatnot. So uh, you know you gotta cut that out too. You know the walking well, slows well, up they, the they, game they, dramatically. Well, well, they got rid of the whole pitching, the intentional walk, which I kind of missed. Uh, because there's so much things that could happen. But the thing is, and the honesty is, it's a rarity that something else happens. So it's really, you're just lobbing four pitches and you put them on base. So I like the whole thing of just put them on. So that does speed up the game. Um, yeah. I don't I don't know about this whole, like I'm still up in the air about the three pitcher, I mean three batter minimum for relievers. Um mm. I'm okay with, with them bringing back uh, the mound visits 
I think that's fine. Um, I think that sped up the game a little bit. So, like I said, if you get rid of the shift, that brings more action into the game. Um, All right. uh, Yeah, uh, listen, definitely stop people from coming in for the bullpen. I hate it. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. There's no point to it. There's no point. You know, if – I hate to say it, but if you want to let the two benches go, so be it. Because, you know, you can definitely claim that, you know, one team is at a distinct disadvantage because one team has nine players on the field and that one person could be the lone player on the one side. So you kind of want to even it out. I don't like it, but I can live with it as long as the bullpens don't come in. Right. Well, the Mets came back and beat the Phillies 5-4. Yeah, I saw that. Wow. Well, the ground got hurt. Well, uh, he pulled his hamstring. Uh, don't we need more hamstring injuries? Yeah. Yeah, but honestly, where were the Mets going? But congratulations yes. to the Mets fans. You know, mm-hmm. no more tampons, Wilpons, tampons, whatever you want to call them. Uh, Steve Cohen has agreed to purchase the team, and they got a good price. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. What I think they invested. I guess they double checked see how much the Mets were purchased from you know for by the Wilpons. I think it was like ninety million. I think it is what it was, and then they get sold for two point four billion dollars. Only ninety million, huh? Yeah. Well, the Yankees were purchased by Steinbrenner, both by Steinbrenner's group, yes. for $10 million. And then uh, and that was George eventually bought that out. Yeah. And now they're worth $5 billion, according to Forbes. Yes. It's a great investment. I mean, for a team that's, you know, the the base of baseball, you know, I think it had to be. I mean, you're... You see, I have to see how teams that are so bad are still worth billions of dollars. You know, like like the Knicks. I mean, they haven't done anything since 2001 with the exception of the Jeremy Lin season, and they're still worth $4.5 billion. I don't see how. How could your team be so worth so much when you suck? Well, I think they, they said a lot of that evaluation was tied into the garden itself. It's amazing that the garden is such a moneymaker. Uh, but yeah, no, I think you hit it right on the head. Well, you know what's funny? He's a schmuck for for the Knicks fans, but for the Ranger yeah. fans, he stays he stays out of the way, and he put a person you know, like Sather in charge, and yeah. there's that team is well run. There is you know you don't hear anything negative really come out of Rangerland, you know because no. they are really well run. Um, yeah. Sather has done a great job. Uh, Gordon has picked up where Sather left off. And it's just funny how, like, they really are, I don't want to say the model franchise for the NHL. No. But they're they're definitely in the top half there. And you look at the Knicks, and they are exactly the opposite of what you don't want. Yeah, the, the Knicks haven't been good since uh, 
seconds ran the team. Mm-hmm. When was the last glory time? Was that uh, 99 or something like that with uh, Allen Houston? Yes, 99 was the last time they made the finals. But, of course, that season, anything could have happened because that was a lockout year. And, you know, they only played 40 games in the, in the whole season. And everybody was really within reach of each other, so anybody could have took it. Of course, no one expected right. them from the eighth seed. But remember, first from eighth seed was only six games, and that's not a lot, especially in a 48, even a 48-game season. So anybody, anybody could have won it. Anybody could have taken it, but the Knicks uh, won the finals that year only to lose, but at least they still got there. And, you know, it was a good team, though. Like, they were... Uh, no question. Know, they, 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 they weren't, like, the top team out there at the time, but, they were, you know, that was before Allen Houston had the knee problems. I think, like, it was right after that that, that he got the knee problems, right? It was, like, almost immediately after yeah. uh, that season. Uh, but they had a strong team. <clears throat> yeah. Back but, in my younger days. Exactly. That, that team... You know, like you just—I was watching uh, Jordan highlights today, and I just kept ah. shaking my head. It, it was—you know what it is? It was. Uh, I was watching something on Bleacher Report in regards to the top blocks in NBA history because of what happened with Bam and Jason. Oh, was it Jason Tatum? Yeah, the other day, and uh, Bam blocked them to win the game. Uh, yeah, and I think number. four, Four, it said the Chicago Bulls team versus Charles Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I had to relive that, and uh, yeah, I think they blocked them at well, least four times. Well, did you see times. the documentary on 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 the Bulls? Uh, the Last Dance. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Has your opinion changed about Jordan since the documentary aired? Some people I think say for yes. Me, for me, it only enhanced, and I was a huge Jordan hater. You know, right. once again, I grew up a Knicks fan, and he was so he was my he was my wall. You know, you couldn't get past him. And well, what about Reggie Miller? No, I was gonna say the wall was basically Jordan and Olajuwon. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I hated Reggie Miller too. But oh, yeah. honestly, like, the more I got separated from when he retired, um, the more you appreciated what he actually was. And he was a maniac who yes. could not stand to lose. Uh, I was talking about earlier. Uh, I was talking about earlier in the show where um, he – you know, people can say what he what you want about him, but he never let his personal life get into basketball. Meaning, he could go to Atlantic City, get pissed drunk, spend millions of dollars, and then the next yeah. day drop forty five on you. Mm. And it would never be the reason. And the reason why I brought that up was because of the Clippers making every excuse in the book. And I was like, you know, you look at Jordan. This is why nobody will be Baby better brother. than Jordan. It, Right, nobody would be better than Jordan in my eyes because everybody, especially now in today's world, is always looking for that excuse. 
oh well, you know, this person was mean to me, so I cried. You know, I needed my I needed my thunder pillow. Yes. You know, it's like, you know, it's like Jordan. He call him an asshole, and he's okay with that. You know, call him maniacal. Call him. You know, he got in his team teammate's face, and his teammates knew not to challenge him. Right. You know, I've said this in you know on previous shows. I don't think Scottie Pippen is a top fifty player of all time. Ooh. You know, I think Scott. Really? I think Scotty. Yeah, you know, listen. I'm not trying to say he's not a Hall of Fame player. I'm not trying to say anything like that. However, I don't think he it really is what everybody's making him out to be. Because if you look at what he did without Jordan when he went to another team, he really didn't do much. Like his scoring average, it just scoring mm, average yeah. dropped like four points the, the year he left Chicago. And I think he went to um, shit, 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 right. And then when he went to Houston, it dropped another four points. I think by, by the time he was in Houston, he was maybe 11 to 14 points a game. It is rather weak and by his was, standards. But he was on – like his team was stacked because that Houston team, what, they still had Bar- – well, they had Barkley. They had Olajuwon. Okay. Mm-hmm. And did they have Drex – hold on, I think it's Georgie. Hold on. Hello. Hello. I don't remember. Oh, I think it's three for the wild card. Um, yeah, so hi, how are you? I caught a little bit. Yeah, so we're talking no, about... No, I think Drexler uh, had retired so. by then. Did he? I think so. Yeah, but that's, yeah that's I thought Drexler like, retired after they won the second time. Yes. I'm going to have to look that up. But George, how I'm are you so feeling? upset that I missed. Yeah. I'm good. I, 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 I had a, um, I ordered pizza and the pizza place. They're like, we don't have any delivery drivers, so you have to come and pick it up. And I'm like, are you kidding me? What? Yeah. Actually, Did you pizza, get me a pizza? I, no, I didn't get. Yeah, no. I was so pissed at Pizza Hut. I found a different place for pizza. Oh. Because all the pizza okay. places down by me closed at fucking nine o'clock. Hmm. The hell with Jackson. Well, it's a Wednesday night. I mean, I can completely understand that. Yeah. Did I get to making fun of the Clippers? Uh, or did listen, I miss that? Part? I, I, we are. I have. I have treaded lightly on that subject. Um, but in the show notes, I did put that. Choking hazards will be talked about today. So it's not even like choking to... hazards. Did you hear You're what Paul George one. said after the game last night? It was probably one of the many excuses that I heard. So please remind me what he said. He said something to the effect of, well, you know, we weren't built to win this year. <laughs> Wait, what? Why? What? So Patrick Patrick Beverly, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, that's not built for this year. No, 
or it was something stupid like that. And I'm going, huh? What kind huh? of frog is that? Because I know Paul George and uh, me and Lou, we were, we were talking about it. He was complaining about uh, the whole bubble and how the bubble fucked with him. That he wasn't in oh, the right frame sure. of mind playing playing uh, in the bubble. And I'm and I'm sure if they had won, the bubble wouldn't have bothered them. Yeah. Give me a break. This is the problem with, with NBA players. They're all soft. The whole league should be just like it should be the NBA sponsored by Charmin. Because they're all Charm <laughs> Charmin soft. It can't be Charmin because oh, if you squeeze if you squeeze Charmin, you're gonna get if you squeeze the Charmin, you're going to get a, a foul. So, no, it can't be Charmin. Yeah. No, it is Charmin soft. That whole league. White Cloud? The fake fights that they have, it's like none of those guys are tough, but they all think they're tough guys. The last legit tough guy in the NBA was Kevin Garnett. Because anybody who's got the stone right, right. to sit there and go, yo, your girl tastes like Honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs> yo, that's some funny shit. I can't say that about my wife, man. Yes, he can. It's funny. You're the only person that didn't find it funny. No, the NBA is soft. Today, I don't care how much people want to compare LeBron to Michael or LeBron to Kobe. LeBron couldn't carry Michael's fucking jockstrap. No. And obviously, we've seen what they've done to the fucking Space Jam uniforms, so that's going to be fucking an absolute dog shit shit show. The NBA sucks. I don't know why people watch that crap anymore. Well, it's the ratings are down, so are they really watching it? Oh, who knows? So Pippa was traded to Houston. Barkley Elijah won. But was he here? Was Drexler there? No, he was long gone by then. I think he retired after they won the second one. Nineteen ninety three, no. No, he retired in like ninety five or ninety six. I don't even think I don't really think he was there when Michael came back to full time play and not ninety five. So the big three of Olajuwon, Drexler, and Barkley. Drexler oh, retired yeah, in 98. Drexler retired after the season, and then the, then the Rockets traded for Scottie Pippen. Yep, there it goes. But, yeah, you know, it's like, like I said, I don't think, and I'm not trying to take anything away from Scottie Pippen, but... 
I don't see him as a top 50 all NBA player. No, I don't either. I've never have. Yeah, listen, he, he's a great player. I'll give him that. But with that being without said, Michael, he's nothing. And that was proven. Mm-hmm. You know, Michael would never play that bullshit that you know Scotty did by sitting out a play, saying, "Don't put me in." You know, how many times did Scotty have cramps during big, uh, big game moments, even with Michael? Or migraine. Oh, even yeah. All you have to do is watch the last dance, and Michael goes, "Yeah, remember the last dance?" Michael's like, "Yeah, he had a migraine." Michael shit on that real quick. Sure Michael had 104, 104 flu, and he dropped fifty points. Yeah. Oh, that was stage. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, Michael. Look, for as great as Scotty was, Scotty was the perfect number two. And by number two, right, I mean listen. the drizzling chips. Yes. And, you know, that's a role that he accepted. No problems. Never had a problem with it until the whole money situation came into play. You know, yeah. he's the perfect Robin, Robin to a Batman. Like, I think Scottie Pippen will play great with LeBron James. I think Scottie Pippen will play great with a Steph Curry. You know, he is a great number two. And I think there's nothing wrong with that, being a great number two. But by yeah. being a great number two it doesn't bring you into the top 50 players of all time. Hold on. I, I, has anybody realized how far out stuff is getting rescheduled now? Yeah. Billy Joel has now rescheduled his show, the show that he was supposed to have in September of this year. To November fifth of twenty twenty one. Well, that doesn't mean anything. That's a, but that doesn't mean he doesn't have any shows between now and November twenty, you know, twenty twenty one. No, it just means that that's the that's the next available date that's probably open. Because remember, his residency At already the, takes you know already takes place. You know, or already has dates in place. No, these are the shows that were. So hold on. Previously announced 2021-2021 concerts have been postponed. So he he moved March 19th to September 26th. That's now November 5th of 2021. April 10th got moved to October 11th. That's now December of 2021. May went to November. Now it's January of 2022. Um. Billy Joel's not a spring chicken. I think that it's kind of like Frankie Valli and putting up shows like, you know, six months from now. Because people are going to come see you play. You can announce it 45 <laughs> days before like Garth does. Yeah. That's kind of ambitious when you're in your 70s. Yeah, 71 years old now. Yeah. Like, he's 71. He's going to be, you know, and... and and I'm sure if they, you know, let people start going back into the building, I'm sure he'll put shows on before then. But still, that that's not looking good for January. 
Or because he's best friends with Cuomo, that Cuomo's saying, mm. I think you should wait a little bit. Mm. I mean, not that he's hurting for money. <laughs> not that that band is hurting for money, but that's just, to me, that, that doesn't, that doesn't bode well. Well, look, no. I think no. I think there's still a lot of stuff with this, with the Corona stuff. You know, who knows when things are going to get back to normal, uh, or when things people will allow it to get back to normal. Um, you look at the the infections, uh, the infection rates that are are being. Uh, Touted right now, it's still way under one. You know, I think one is uh, their number. It was as high as ten, which means uh, you can affect up to ten people. Now it's below one. Um, yeah. There's just a lot. I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm sitting here. I got two boys in school, and school is the front porch right now. And my youngest one is having such a hard time. You know, I. I yelled at him today, you know, by I don't want to say by mistake. I, I yelled at him, and I was like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be in school. And he's over, like, drawing a picture. He did a great shark, by the way. Uh, but, like, he started breaking Was down. He goes, I can't say it on. shark? Do, 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 do. Uh, he actually drew a family of sharks, and it came out really awesome. Uh, but, like I told him, I'm like, I'm sorry I yelled at you, but you're supposed to be in class. And if and like him and his brother are having the same problem where if the internet kicks them off for whatever reason or the Zoom meet isn't working, they're just letting it go. Mm-hmm. They're not telling me. And yeah. I'm just there like, you gotta get you gotta tell me. And then you know, like if there's a problem I can send a uh text to the teacher and say, Yo, it's a system problem, I can't get on. Yeah. But uh there's a problem. They're talking they're talking about Kids going back to school in my area on November 9th. That is the talk around. I think town. that's a little. Oh, wow, that's a shock. Well, that makes it sound like a lot of stuff we've been saying for months now. Uh, I don't want oh, to be I a conspiracy remember. theorist. How, however, uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, just think, in eight hours, we get to watch the U.S. Open all weekend. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be running around with my parents as they look to buy a new house. So, look at that. I'm I'm not in on that. Yeah, see. Sorry, I'm watching um, Tiger's Greatest Moments at the U.S. Open. Do you think that guy behind him was happy? My man was like, yeah. Yeah. George, what's your biggest football disappointment this weekend? My biggest football disappointment this weekend. Um, Michael Thomas almost single-handedly killing my fantasy week. That's a pretty good reason. 
you know, like I, I was telling somebody yesterday, my two of my first, I don't know, five or six picks were Mike Evans and Michael Thomas. And neither mm. guy did a goddamn thing. But, no, my biggest disappointment, ooh, um, I definitely would agree with you on Mike Evans. I, I've been trashing him all game. I mean, all night so far. Well, Mike Evans shouldn't have played on Sunday. You guys, you guys got a history now of hamstring problems, injuries, vagina injuries. Well, no, that was the tight end. Um, that's the other thing. Like, not to go Bucks because like. I'm so happy Tom Brady's not a Patriot anymore because the new alarm is there. Yeah. Um, but I don't under I don't know how Byron Leftwich has a job in the NFL because there was no creativity on offense for them on 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 Sunday, and and I don't want to hear that Brady's you know. He hadn't have any preseason games. He wasn't going to play any preseason games anyway. They still had training camp. The fact that I don't think Gronk stood up on a snap once. Gronk wasn't in the slot once. Gronk wasn't out wide once. Especially when you need the game. When does Tom just walk over to Gronk and go, "Hey, um, remember that play we ran he, in the Super Bowl against he, Seattle? See ball. Uh, go ball. do that. Yeah, see ball, catch ball." Gronk's spike touchdowns, but like, was is Brady afraid? Like, does Brady not know the offense well enough to like be like, um, hey Gronk? There were no check with me's out of him. Like, I, I, look, I, I thought, I thought Cam Newton in New England was exactly oh, what you wanted him to be. Wait, what? Like I, I thought Cam Newton was fine. I thought he did everything they needed him to do. He protected the football. They had the run. Well, he only but... missed four passes. Yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. He was like in, in the four nineteen, and like I think like one of them, you know, and Keel Harry. I don't get it with that guy. You're the biggest guy on the field. You're at the one-yard line. You're not lowering your shoulder and blowing through somebody. Um, yeah, no. The, the Jets are who I thought the Jets are. <laughs> the Giants just unfortunately had to run into the Steelers' defense. I, I, I didn't know, think I'll the Giants were terrible. The Giants. I was actually Look, very I, their offensive line stinks, but you know what? Their offensive line stinks. They can't run block. But in saying that, that kid, dude, that kid Fleming. Why keep yell? Yeah, it makes me want to throw up. That kid. He, he makes me want to get bring back Eric Flowers. I'm sorry. So continue. But like, what I don't understand is, okay, it's not working with Saquon, right? Him running the ball is not working. I'm not saying you have to abandon the run. But make teams respect Slade and Ingram's a disappointment. Oh, my God. 
He is god awful. <coughs> and that kid has like, that, talent. That guy, he, he has talent. talent. He, he, he has talent. I, I've never seen. I don't him. think he has heart. I don't think he has heart. That's what hey, I think. I think look, I don't think he has heart. I, and I think he's and to prove it, he's not on the field a lot because he always gets hurt. Oh, look, I, I'll never question the guy's heart. That That is one thing I'll never do. Tuka Rask, different story. But um, I will never question the guy's heart. But the best ab- the best ability in, in any sport is availability. Which is why and, Eli was so great. You know, which is why Eli was great. It's why, you know, Shockey was good. Shockey may not have practiced during the week, but Shockey was there on Sunday. Um, I look at, you know, what the, what they did, like what the Giants did. I mean, if Jones doesn't have the, you know, gets hit as he, you know, the hit interception, how much different of a game is that? And that was a great drive. 19 plays, nine minutes off the clock. They're going to have to win with ball control because their defense isn't good enough. Um, But you've played a team that has the same quarterback. Who's that? Blake Martinez, the linebacker. I thought he played great. I thought Jerome Preppers played really good. I'm not not sold that this team has no defense. I think that they have. Lorenzo Carter had a really, you know, his name was called a lot for good reasons. Um, you know, could they get better? Absolutely. You know, they need to get better. They need more talent. Absolutely. But I don't think they're as bad as, you know, people are advertising. The Jets. Now, the offensive line is was horrendous. I mean, when Saquon, Saquon did not have a chance to make a move. Well, see, you know, and, and this is what I'm saying. At what point does Jason Garrett, who hasn't called the play since like 2012, which I, I had no idea that it was that long, right? Because I always thought he called the kid plays in Dallas the whole time, right? But he hasn't called plays in, in, in eight years. At what point does Joe Judge or whoever else is on that staff go, hey, let's run a swing pass? Yeah. You know, you like, know like, him, let's do something face. else. Yeah, that's the guy in was breaking their ankles. Hurdling I've watched people, Saquon Barkley ankles. since he was a – Yeah, I, and I've watched Saquon Barkley since he was a freshman at Penn State. Mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley is one of those guys who's just like um, Derrick Henry. He gets better as the game goes. Yes, he may, like – he may rip one early – if, you know, he finds a hole and he just goes. Like, he may rip one. But there was a – it was like every game at Penn State. You look down at the, uh, the first-half stats, Saquon Barkley, 15 carries, 22 yards. And then he ends the game with 150. Why? Because they're tired of tackling him by the fucking third quarter. And he starts ripping off. But he's got, you know, 50 yards catching, whatever. I think their offense will be good. Like, the teams that didn't play, didn't have a preseason, had new coordinators, new coaches, new quarterbacks, they weren't impressive this weekend. You know, and and I think, like, I I, I look at it this way. 
Yes, it's the NFL. Yes, every game matters. For some teams, getting to week four at one and three, two and two, may quite possibly be, all right, we did pretty damn good in the preseason. Let's go. You know, and look, the Giants have mediocre Mitch this sun this Sunday. They should be able to beat the Bears, right? Who do they have? Who do they have? I don't even know the schedule, but like, who do they have the following week? Tell you right now. Um, Wait, all right. So here Giants, you go. Uh, then they got San Fran. Okay. Texas. So if yeah, the Giants well, come out of this. Look, if the Giants get to October 18th at one and four, maybe two and three, I think you got to be happy. But the thing is, like, look, if if Jones doesn't have that play, that 26-16 is a lot different. You may you may be talking about yeah. a four point game, a three point game. Um, you know they should beat the Bears on Sunday. You know you never know with the Niners. They always play the Niners tough. The Rams, I don't know about that game. The Cowgirls, God only knows about them. Mike McCarthy's a fucking hose. But then it's Washington. Like, the Giants don't have an easy schedule this year. So even if they go 5-11, and 11, if they go 6-10 and 10 this year, I think you got to go and look at the schedule and go, shit. That was a good goddamn season. Sure, they can go one and fifteen, but if they do what they did on uh, Monday night, and listen, they played hard straight through. And you know what? Would you love more wins? Absolutely. But if they play hard every single game, and they're in it every single game, then you know what? Hey, let's get the high traffic and let's address the line. You got a left tackle. Let's go get yourself a right tackle because I'm tired of Fleming already. Like I said, he makes me wish Eric Flowers was on the team, which is that bad. I mean, he was a straight turnstile. He was worse than Nate Solder was last year. Yeah. So it's like if if we can just rebuild – well, you can't even say that because you got to rebuild the defense too. You know, Bradbury was okay but he's your number one corner. It was funny to see Jack Rabbit uh, intercept and goes for a touchdown <clears throat> against uh, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know, man. It's like, yeah, I'm not turned off by what the Giants did. Am I expecting them to win the division, go to playoffs, and win a Super Bowl this year? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But if they play with this type of heart and this type of style, I can just say, hey, you know what? The future will look good. You know, I'm curious what you're going to do with Saquon because it looks like every running back is getting an extension early. So you know he's going to want to get paid next year. Or does he want nothing to do with the Giants? From what I've seen of Saquon and, you know, Obviously, you've seen him more. But I see this kid as a loyal kid. I see him as a hard worker. I see him as a leader. Yeah, but there's no loyalty in professional sports. Uh, you know, and, that, and that's that's the biggest thing that comes out of it. It's, um, well, 
does does Gettleman pay him? And you know, I think you know, he's Gettle, off or is the, Gettleman still there? Most guys don't get three hires as coach. You know, I I think it'd be extremely hard this year to sit there and say, "Oh, we got an '86 Gettleman." Like this is not the year where you're you're really looking to change everything off of. Now, if I'm the Jets, Adam Gase doesn't have a job after their bye. Adam Gase should be gone by next week. Well, no. Look, if you're going to fire a guy now. You know, it's just well, like the I'm report the that came out that Oakland, that, that Cleveland's trying to, to drop a deuce. Um, you know. I'm just kind of like, exaggerating the point. I, I just, I don't like Gates at all. Like, Louie and I were talking. I'm like, you know, you could have, if you were a Jets, you could have either, A, had an experienced, you know, Super Bowl winning, you know, head coach in McCarthy. Oh, please which, don't say Mike. Uh, don't, which, which, please don't but, say Mike McCarthy. My, I, I think please Mike McCarthy don't say Mike McCarthy. Than, than Adam Gase. You don't think he's better than Adam my, Gase? My dead grandmother's a better choice than Adam Gase. Mike McCarthy well, is saying. a blundering idiot. No, you know, or... Dude, there are, there are some people in the NFL who don't deserve other jobs. Adam Gase is Mike well, McCarthy yes. did not... Yeah, Mike McCarthy did not deserve another job. What Mike McCarthy did to Aaron Rodgers' career is a fucking crime. You don't even have to like Aaron Rodgers to say, fuck, they screwed that guy over. I don't know. Oh, my angel. Listen, I'm not going to say that. You know... Uh, Look, they're, they're winning ten. They won in spite of him. Yeah, but that's because Aaron Rodgers was a quarterback. Aaron Rodgers uh, is throwing over 300, 300 yards a game, four touchdowns a game. And that's with him. He, yeah, he throws 50 touchdowns yeah. at, with 10 interceptions, eight interceptions. Why? Because well, of he can't, Aaron he, Rodgers, not because of Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy got way too much credit. For Aaron Rodgers, no, you'll never. I agree no, with you. I'm sorry. I, I agree with you. Like, no, I like there, there, there's some stuff that I I'll sit there and go, okay, maybe you're right. No, Mike McCarthy's a fucking moron. You don't fire if he's a great coach. You don't fire him, right? Like if he was such a great coach, Green Bay doesn't get rid of him. Well, not necessarily because a lot of a lot of times, like even with Girardi, Girardi's a great a great manager. I've always thought so. They let him go. Joe Torrey's a great manager. But that's because Girardi went and played ball with the yeah, but that's because they went and like. But see, there's a difference between that. Girardi, the Yankees don't want to pay a manager. Okay, they didn't want to do it with Torrey, and they sure shit didn't want to do it with Girardi. Why? God only knows. These teams don't want to pay managers. That's why the Mets can't get a good manager. Because you have to pay a premium to be in New York. Aaron Boone feels like he still owes the Yankees something. For dicking them in 2003 in the offseason. Aaron Boone is like one of the... Yeah, well, thank God for that. But Aaron Boone's one of the lowest paid managers in baseball. Right. Well, and then when he wants a contract extension and a raise, he's not going to be there. 
listen, I can see him getting a contract and a raise. Now, is it going to be five, ten million dollars like a uh, Joe Madden? No, he's going to get no because you know, Aaron Boone's only making eight hundred thousand dollars this year. Exactly. So maybe you bump up to one point five at the most. But is he worth it? Because you can find somebody else to fucking read a clipboard. You can find anybody to manage out of a binder. Right. No, I agree with you on that one. Do we lose Louie? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, I feel bad. Yeah. In all honesty, when it when you when it comes down to this stuff, they, these teams don't want to pay head coaches. It's why Joe judges with the Giants. Joe Judge isn't going to be expensive. Joe Judge wasn't going to command what Mike McCarthy wanted. The Jets, none of these teams want to pay coaches anymore. And then remember, they, they fired the last two uh, head coaches, so you still got to pay them. And they're still paying them. And they're still paying them. Why? Because they made the wrong hire twice. I went through it last year. If you look up, Oh, what the fuck's the giant last giant coach's name? I forgot it already. Coughlin. Not Coughlin. The last one. The oh, one that Pat Shermer. No, Sherman. Pat Shermer. Yeah. Look at his career record as a head coach. What the fuck yeah, did he that, earn a head coaching job for? But you you have to listen, you have to skew that one because he did it with Cleveland. Cleveland. And Cleveland only gave him I think a year and a half. Basically, the same thing what they did to Belichick. You know, what if Belichick did never No, Belichick, Belichick wasn't a playoffs there. No, 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 no. Belichick, they did not want to take him to Baltimore with them. Right. Belichick took them to the playoffs. They want to get him in the playoffs with Belichick. And Art Modell wanted nothing. He wanted to erase Cleveland from their memory. So he didn't want to take Belichick with him. Which is stupid. Absolutely asinine. Granted, they won the Super Bowl five years later, or whenever the fuck it was, but they won the Super Bowl with, with Brian Billick. And he hired, who, what did he fucking hire? Ted Marchabroda? He didn't hire anyone. Was it him? I think it was him. Oh, by the way, welcome back, uh, Peter LaViolette. New coach of the Washington Capitals. There's a guy. There's a guy who wanted to get paid. Yes. And, you know, there's a guy. Who deserved to get paid. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ted yeah, Marcher brought it. So they fired Bill Belichick for Ted Marchabrota. Really? Really? Well, there's a, there's, a, there's a reason why they call it a mistake by the Really? List. I don't understand that, though. Belichick was there, what, 91, 92, 93, 94, 95? He was there five years. What a playoff team. Yeah, let me see. 
Oh, by the way, um, condolences to the Belichick family on the passing of the matriarch of the family, Jeanette Belichick, who passed away last last year at 98. God bless her. Here you go. Belichick was 6 and 10, 7 and 9, 7 and 9, 11 and 5, and 5 and 11. There. Won a playoff game. But they fired him for Ted Marchibrook. Uh, well, there's a reason why. Meanwhile, Belichick now has 274 career wins. Yeah. Belichick's win. You, are you ready for this? Belichick's win percentage in New England is what? 680. Take a guess. 680. That's his career. That's his career win percentage. So if we're talking about that, let's go up to 720. 741. The guy's a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you just come back and you win? I'm just fucking with you. I know. But seriously, Listen, like, you know, I, I will tell you right now, you know, I am a softie for old giants, and he will always be considered a giant to me. You know, he's definitely was part of two, actually part of four great moments in my giant life as a giant fan. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He won two fours and he he lost two four in New England. So he, yeah, he won two so, for you. He won four for you. Yeah, so you know he has a special place in my heart. As will you know Bill Parcells. You know will always have a place. You know that's why like when I was growing up and after Bill left, you know senior. Um, <laughs> you know what? We're, we're, well, he went to New England right after. Uh, it took a year off. It took a couple of years off. Well, uh, yeah, but I'm saying his next stop was New England, and you know, yeah. New England had had Curtis Martin, then they had uh, Bledsoe. Bledsoe. I was a big fan of Bledsoe, so you know, I was like, I can get behind them, and all the ex Giants went with him. Pepper was there, Dave Meggett was there, you know, a lot of the ex Giants yeah. went there. So you know, I obviously gravitated towards that because that was during the right Hanley situation, which was. Heartbreaking in itself, and then, uh, and then Dan so Reeves. I began, I began to like you know the Patriots. Then Dan Reeves came in, and I liked Dan Reeves, so I started going back to the Giants. But I still like New England. Then he goes from New England to Dallas. I well, no, was it Dallas? No, it was Jets. No, it was the Jets. Jets. I, yeah, I hate the Jets, but I couldn't root against hmm. you know. Against Bill, so I kind of just stayed shut that whole jet seat, you know, year, and then he took a team what one and nine, one and fifteen. He made him, what ten and six. Then he made him into a perennial contender until Vinny Testaverde, you know. Well, that was only two years life. later. I mean, it's not like yeah, it's not like they were perennial contender. It was two years later, but like ninety eight, well, I think. All but one team from the AFC East made the playoffs.
Yeah. Then when Bill went to Dallas, I, I had a heart attack. Yeah. That was the only time I could have. But then he went to fucking. when he went to Dallas. And then he went to fucking Miami. Yeah, but then you he really thought he was going to go to the Saints for that one. Then you thought he was going to the Saints for that one year. Well, yeah, to cover for uh, Peyton. Peyton. Now, I, I, I just look at it like getting back to what we were originally talking about with Mike McCarthy. Nice thing. <laughs> like, he's – I don't understand. Like, Jet fans, when they were like, oh, we can hire Mike McCarthy. And I'm going, Why? As much as he sucks, as much as you say he sucks, he's infinitely better. But how can you say say he's infinitely better if he's never had to build? Think about that. The Jets are in a constant state of rebuilding, right? That Mm -hmm. team he took over in Green Bay was ready to go. Yes. That 07 Packer team was really good. Right. But I think I'm going so to So they say, were ready to go. He's never had say that, to build. And I want to say that because, because a lot of those teams, like it wasn't until recently that they started investing in free agency. A lot of those teams Part were because nobody built. wants to play there. Right, but they're, they're built from the draft. And I'm oh, sorry, who, if you're going to tell me nobody wants to play with Aaron Rodgers, nobody wants to, you know, Reggie White, you know, came to No, I, I'll tell you, you know, I, I'm sorry. It's not that nobody wants to play with Aaron Rodgers, because they do. The problem is, is that they don't spend the, money. They don't spend the money there. Right. To get guys in. To get free agents in, so that's 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 a that's a problem on Green Bay. Um, that yeah, well, has that, nothing that, to do with. Ted Thompson's philosophy was building from the draft. Yeah, because yeah, why? Because they never spent any fucking money. Right. And but well, yeah, with them not spending money, they they were constantly a ten-win team. Take out Aaron Rodgers. Are they ever a ten-win team? Ever? Well, it Take out it Aaron Rodgers. Who, 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 okay, and who are who are we replacing him with? It can't be Brown. I don't care. No, I don't care. You name the guy. Name the guy. Let's say you had Eli instead of Aaron Rodgers. Are they ever a 10-win team? Yeah, I think so. No. No. I think so. Nope. Not a chance. During that time frame? Yes, I, I think they would be a 10-win, 10-win team somewhere in that realm. Yes. With Eli? Yeah. Listen, they've had, 
you know, they had a lot of great offensive talent. You know, Jimmy Graham. So they had really Jimmy Graham good off- shit. They had Jimmy you know, Graham when Jimmy Graham went to shit. <laughs> Jimmy Graham went to shit before he even got there. That's how they got him. Yeah. Players that are not good. Look, I, 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 if I said this once on these shows, I've said it a thousand times. <laughs> Players that are that good don't get traded. No, I you there. Look, guys that are yeah, I'm here. Guys that are that good don't get traded. Guys that are oh Odell Beckham Jr. is great. There's a reason why he's gonna get traded again. And yeah. it has nothing to do with his talent. Yeah, uh before you came up well, actually in the beginning of the show, I did make some remarks about Odell. And, you know, it's just amazing how a guy that talented. I, You know, I honestly think before New York really got into his head, you know, like his first year, his second year, you know, I, I would absolutely put him in the top five of receivers. While he still has that talent today, I could probably rattle off about 15 receivers I would take over him. If I'm doing fantasy football. Yeah. And he physically. 15. Yeah, I think I can go 15. All right, hold on. This challenge accepted. That you would take over Odell Beckham. Yep, I am. Um, You can do the same thing. Over him, not fantasy-wise, just Overall wise, just right? Straight, just straight fancy wise. And then if you want to include that into real life, go right ahead. Let me know when you're ready. I'm good. I'm starting already. Okay. So, you know, if you're writing them down, let me write mine down. I'm writing them down. there, pen? Damn it! Oh, all the way over here. I, I I could probably start looking at like teams' rosters and go, okay, him. Yeah, I won fantasy this week. I don't know how. I was losing, but I won. Yay! <laughs> Tell him that it's over. I almost have to like pull up because like I, I, I know who I would take. I just gotta think of like who I would take over. I could start. I got I got some names in my head. Oh you want you wanna start? Go ahead. You get the first one. You get the first one, I'll get the second one. Okay. Uh 
Jules. Who? Julian Edelman. I'm going to put you on a stretch on that one. I, I, I think I might have him on my outside. Uh, no, because I'm going to go with the I, it, Look, if you're thinking fantasy, right, and you're in a PPR league, Jules is better than Julian Edelman. I get what you're saying. All right, so I'll give you Jules. So we'll put him at, you know, he's our number one person there. Uh, the obvious person I'm going to oh, right not, now I, is... He's just the guy I wrote down first. <laughs> the guy who it's I have like... right here is De, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, of course. Yeah. Go ahead, your, your pick. Mike T. What'd you say? I'm sorry, you broke up on me. Oh, Mike T. Michael Thomas. Of course, yeah. I would put Stephon Diggs over him. I don't know. Diggs, Diggs kind of has that cancer thing in him. That's all I'm worried about. But, yeah, I have him too. You're up. Now, mind you, this isn't talent we're talking, right? What? This is no, just, we're not power ranked. This isn't Yeah. This is um, this is who, we, who we think we would take over. Yep. <laughs> as much as I do not like this person personally, um mm-hmm. Terry Kill. I didn't even have to read that. Yeah. Well, I didn't get to him yet. Um You're up. Um, I mean, this one's really easy. Um, Jarvis Landry. Yep. <laughs> and that's an even bigger dick move because that's his teammate. Yep. All right. You tell me if, if uh, you would take this person. Great receiver in the past. Uh, they didn't have a big game mm-hmm. on this Sunday, but I would take T.Y. Hilton over Odell Beckham. Look, with, when T.Y. was healthy last year, Indy was going to the playoffs. So, yeah, I, I, I'm 100% with T.Y. I love T.Y. And that's that's coming from a Patriot fan who, outside of, like, two people that have ever played for the Colts, three now, um, I hate them. But outside of uh, A.Q. Shipley, Pat, and, and Vinatieri, I hate the Colts. But I'm cool with that because I, I, I like T.Y. Always like T.Y. Now, I was always, you know right. what? Indiana uh, wide receivers, over the years, I've actually loved them all. Harrison, Reggie Wayne, and T.Y. Well, you got to understand, there's a diff- there's a reason why I could not stand the first two. <laughs> the they were in the way of going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. All right. Um, well, I can't believe it's taken this long in our fantasy draft of wide receivers um, to do this, but um, – Julio Jones? Of course. And I can't believe that we're that we waited this long to say uh, Devontae Adams. Well, I figured since you brought him up, you were going to get him. And don't forget Adam Thielen. Sure. 
I was going to say him next. That was that was may have been my next pick. Um, yeah. Uh, Amari Cooper. Oh God. I would give it to just because we're in this. Uh, I would take him over Odell, but I hate. I really do hate uh, Cowboys. Even though Amari Cooper has been on my fantasy team for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I would take Cal- Calvin Ridley over uh, Odell. He's on my list. Um, are you ready for who I would take number over? 14. Oh, well, I have 20 written down. Um, and that, and, and, and this is why I was saying, like, I didn't know we were – I thought we were just going to give our own list. That's why, because it's, it's kind of funny. Um. So, um, or we're really like on seven because I've picked seven, you've picked seven, but then there's like guys yeah, we're going to sure. mess, mess on. Yeah, yeah, there's I'm guys sure we're like, like our mix. Yeah. Um. I, I, I'm leaving a couple guys open for you to hope that you say their names. Um. I'm going to say a guy's name who I really think is going to be a breakout fantasy stud, and if you don't have him picked up and nobody else has him picked up in your league yet, you have until tonight to put in labor claims, do it. Darius Slayton. Okay, so I am a big fan of Darius Slayton. However, this mm-hmm. is going to be the one person right now that I would pump the brakes and take Odell over him. Just because, yeah, I just can't do it right now. I like him. I, you know, I am a big fan. But this is the one where we're, you know, I do agree with you in terms of fantasy. Uh, but I'm going to have to disagree. But once you threw on, the fantasy aspect into this, that's when I threw him on. But I, yeah. I look at well, it this way: there ain't no fucking talent on that off on, on the offense there, and that guy puts up yards every fucking week. Another PPR, he's a PPR darling. You know, yeah. he, had a, he, he caught for a hundred hundred spins this week. Um, you know, he had what eight catches uh, and a TD. If you're, you know, a, a, a pro, not even a progressive fantasy league, that's almost thirty points. I got a but I got two teammates here at fourteen and fifteen. Okay. For me, uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Maybe think of those two guys. Um, here, I'll give you my last two guys that I have on my list. Um, or I'll give you the guys that we haven't picked that I have on my list, and I'll see what you think of them. Uh, Juju. I think he's right there with them. Now, I'll so, take him yeah, over because the guy actually likes to play football. Um, Tyler Lockett, another fucking fantasy stud. I, I get that. That's right now. Um, Cooper Cup. Yeah, if you're yeah, going he, the fantasy he, route. And, you know, you have to realize that he – you know, prior to him getting hurt, I think he was beating Odell last year in a lot of stats when he got hurt. 
So, well, look, yeah. I, I think I think Tom Brady has six Super Bowls because Cooper Cup got hurt and, and missed the end of the season. So, you know. Um, all right, here's my last two that I have written down. Um, uh-huh. Chris Godwin. I was just going to say him. And C.D. Absolutely, Lane. I agree. And hell, I'll throw one you know, in I more, and, but it's a nostalgic thing. But he can't stay on the field either. Um, Brandon Cooks. You know what? I am a little hesitant <coughs> to put hell, rookies on the Give me Golden right Tate, because at least Golden Tate likes to play football. Yeah, but he, hasn't, he didn't show up. No, that's the problem. I, he likes to play football, he's always hurt. You know, I would love to. to Toss Jerry Judy in here, but once again, I just don't trust rookies right now. Oh, that dropped the other night fucking killed me. I wouldn't even have yeah. sweated out. I don't know how the fuck I won. Like I went to bed the other night. I was I was I lost by one point. I don't know how the fuck I won. But Judy dropped the pass. I, look, I think Judy's going to be great. Um, the other kid that they they drafted from Penn State, I think he's going to be great. Um, I, I, I look, okay, I so think I I. I and, and if Philip Lindsay could ever stay healthy, I think the Broncos could compete for a wild card. I don't think they're ever going to win that division until Patrick Mahomes loses everybody and they figure out how much they've like how they're they've learned from the Broncos on how to circumvent the salary cap. But yeah, Allen Robinson too. So if he if Allen Robinson didn't have mediocre Mitch throwing on the football, I think he'd be fucking. I think we'd be talking about him in different way. Okay, maybe that may be my Penn State bias. No, no. I, I, you know, Alan Robinson, he's right. You know, <laughs> like I said, with the, with the whole thing with Slayton, and to a lesser point, Juju, you know, I think our list really is pretty strong where right now you, you're getting to that 15 to I like 20 range Robbie where. Over him. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say Robbie, but... And, Ro- and Robbie Anderson... I, I, well, I, mean, he's just playing, I, I think he's very he inconsistent. Well, because he played with fucking a guy who saw ghosts and threw interceptions. <laughs> Robbie Anderson is... <laughs> Look, I'll tell you right now. If the Patriots had the money, Robbie Anderson would have been a Patriot. Like, that's the thing. Like, Brady... Nobody has realized that the Patriots cap is being so hamstrung by Tom Brady this year. It's why Cam Newton only made a million dollars. Right, but then I think, what, you're projected to be, what, number two or three in terms of salary cap space for next year? Yeah, you don't think if, you don't think if Cam doesn't get killed, you don't think Cam's going to sign it. Yeah, like, look, I, I really think the Patriots said, hey, look, you play well. Right? Like, if you play well here, you're going to get another deal here. Mike Brable was really going to attempt this field goal. Hell. Right? Yeah. Yeah, listen, I think. By the way, you know, Kaskowski's got to get out of his own head. <sighs> poor guy. Yeah. He's not poor. No, no, no. But God bless him that he was able to hit that. Well, if you could have hit a 23 yard field goal 
he needed to retire right then and there. Just walk away. I, I still have this thing with the Colts where if the Colts come down to where they win the division or something, you, you think that they got an old graybeard to show up to kick in the playoffs? It depends. Who's their kicker right now? Uh, Rodrigo Blackenship. The kid from Georgia. The one that wears the specs. The Rex specs. I guess it Hell, depends on I how... I can see uh, the Colts finding a way to get Pat McAfee in here to kick. I mean, he'd have to stop doing the fucking vitamins every goddamn day, but I can see McAfee showing back up. Could you imagine how horny Colts fans would be if they bring back McAfee for one week or two weeks? <laughs> I could see it now. There'd be nothing but jerseys sold. I just wonder, since we're talking about the Colts, why I have such a love affair for Pat McAfee? Because the guy's the shit. No, no. No. When is Andrew Luck coming time. back? Never. Andrew Luck's got money. But this is the one thing I think you have people, fans have to understand. Guys whose parents are wealthy, guys who are, you know, extremely smart like Andrew Luck is, um, they don't need football for that, money. That don't spend a billion dollars on a gold chain? Yeah. Those, Andrew Luck is not coming back. Billy Ribs stinks. Ooh, they should have taken Tom Brady. Ooh, that was a bad move. How about you the Bears and you find out, like, that you like Tom Brady was on the short like you were on the short list of teams that Tom Brady wanted to play for and you didn't even call him and then you saw you keep mediocre Mitch and you sign big Richard Nick Foles. Like how much more can Bears fans take? You're like, I like, like the out. quarterback you had was Rex fucking Grossman. Uh. <laughs> exactly. Or, or Jay Cutler. Ooh. Yeah, I guess, well, yeah, Jay Cutler would be, uh, Jesus, that's bad. Mm-hmm. And he was only good because he had his receiver from fucking Denver with him. Which one? Brandon Marshall. That's right. I almost forgot about him. I'm always making fun of my bald spot. I I would make fun of it too. No. No, no, no. There's a part of me that wants to see how far I can grow it out and see what it does on top. And then the other part of me is like, just fucking shave it already. 
You fucking heavy. <laughs> but it sucks because if like I shave my head, then I can't keep my beard that I have going, and I'm like, this kind of sucks, and I kind of like the beard I have going right now. Because I am not that good at this yet. Um, well, when you, when you grow up, you can uh, you can go ahead and get yourself a big boy beard. <laughs> you know, yeah, one of these days you'll yeah. have a you'll have a John Frat soon enough. I don't want that. I don't want to look like Ben Rathersberger. Yeah, he gets mad when I say say that to him. Because he's a fan. I can understand how like somebody becomes like a Patriot fan, you know, like you said, like you very well said, like you know, when Parcells went up there, a lot of people from this area went up there. I don't understand how people from here can become fucking Steeler fans. God forbid, I have no idea they become fucking cowgirl fans. Well, they do because you know, first off, it's been so long. And when they were growing up and they were young and impressionable, uh, they're yeah. bandwagon jumpers and they're frauds. John Frett is a fraud. I'm going to say it right now, you know, bring up the podcast tomorrow and tell him I said that he is a fraud. You know, he jumped on the Yankees when he was doing good. One night. No. Okay. Okay, maybe. By the way, so if I, we were, before I called in and after like, the whole piece of debacle, uh, we were talking to a friend of ours on the phone, and they were telling me that they found AirPod cases shaped like Gatorade bottles. <laughs> Are you serious? Yep. So then I'm going through the thing. And I found a gate. I found an AirPod case in the style of a Dunkin' Donuts coffee cup. Needless to say, I have two AirPod cases coming. <laughs> oh, and, and before we go, I just want to address two things. One, who was right about? Robin Leonard last week. You. Thank you. Two. The same problem Vegas had last year in the playoffs was the problem they had this year in the playoffs. At the end of the day, the big guys went silent and nobody chipped in. Because they were all waiting for the defense to score and Stone and Patch are ready to score. And maybe that was partially Pete with breaking them up. But I don't believe that Flower does any better. Can you really talk about stuff I, I, I predicted that was correct? What's that? I.e. college football being played. Yeah, well, um, so I know, like, I had, I, I wish, this is why I wish Lou was still here, and I did it. Um, 
there was a lot of change that came in the last like two weeks. And the the original reason that I have learned from sources that are on the banks of the old Raritan is that the governors of four states told their in-state institution that you do not vote yes for this because we don't want the president to get any credit for it. Those four states being Illinois, Michigan, New Jersey, and Maryland. They wanted Trump to get no credit for this, for making the test right. readily available for the for the quick the quick COVID test. The problem was was that Fox caught wind of this with the Big Ten and threatened to sue the Big Ten um, member institutions for not having football this year or not having programming because it was a political thing, not a public health thing. Thank you, Fox. So, Thank you, Fox. Yeah. So in the end, that was the reason why they were forced to reverse course and play. Now it doesn't make the Dan Patrick's. Now it doesn't make the Dan Patrick's of the world happy because they have to give President Trump credit for something. Because dear God, forget that. Okay, you know what we say about that? We say, "Come on, thank play, you, damn it. Mr. Trump." The switchboard sucks. Yeah, it does. I'm trying to play something here. Come on. For the love of God. (laughs) The switchboard is killing me today. Hi, I'm Al Bundy. At the time, I scored four touchdowns in one game on this field. I played high school football. (laughs) Four touchdowns in one game. Do I know you, man? Ever hear of Al Bundy? Poke high, all city, four touchdowns in one game? Do you know what a hero you are to me? I presume you're referring to my four touchdowns in one game? The most famous poke high football legend. A hint, four touchdowns in one game. who once had been a mighty athlete in high school and scored four touchdowns in one game. Bundy! B-U-N-D-Y, Al Bundy! Made off city back in 66. Four touchdowns. And I'm not talking the whole year. One game. But do not take me lightly. I once scored four touchdowns in a single game for Pocahontas. You know, Al, you were really amazing tonight. I mean, four touchdowns in a single game. Oh, babe, that's no big deal. I mean, it's not like it's going to be the highlight of my life or anything. (laughs) That's for now. (laughs) 
I'm so glad we put that on there for Tony. Oh, by the way, um, hold on, let's see. Where is it? Um, here it is. on Instagram and the ball's in the cylinder. It's goaltending. It, it, no, the ball was on the way down. Diff- no. ball was on the way but down. No. Okay. ball was on no. the way down. It's, it's, it's to- totally different if it's a dunk because in the hands, it never goes up or down. It just goes from the hand straight into the cylinder. So in that instance. No, it's on the way down. And, and no, if that, and that, if, you know, it's different if he goes for a layup and it's coming down and it, it gets blocked. Obviously, it's goaltending. But if it's getting dunked, and you get your hand in between the the dunker and the cylinder, and you block the shot. Still goaltending. in the cylinder. Yeah, but when was it initiated? It wasn't initiated when it was in the cylinder. It was initiated before he got into the cylinder. So, that, no, that's not a goaltend. Sorry. It's goaltending. Take, take, take I'm sorry. I never want, no, I never want to see. I go, never want to see the heat win, but go. that was goaltending. Go get some chowder. 
Yeah, I wish I was. Go get the, go, All right. Go to the chowder. What do we got? Two minutes left. And deflate your balls. Uh, thirty minutes. Oh Jesus! I can't see that. All right, we got two minutes left. Um, two minutes. I gotta go to bed, dude. I gotta be up early tomorrow. Um, anything else? Uh, no, I think we covered a lot today. Yeah, I'm sorry for getting here so much later. Um, it's okay. I have fun with Louis. I'm sure. Um, so next week, Monday or Tuesday? Or Tuesday or Wednesday? Whatever. Uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay. Um, What game are you looking forward to this weekend? Oof. Let me pull up the schedule again. I just had it up. It's Jesus. Yeah, I want to see how San Francisco bounces back first off. I think Mm -hmm. normally when you have a team coming from west to east, it really heavily favors the east coast team. Um, but I totally see like San Francisco just coming in on a mission and absolutely just destroying the Jets. Um, let's see here. I hate to say it, it's a four twenty-five game. Uh, no, it's not even that one. It's yeah, it's a four twenty-five game. And I would probably be more juiced if D Hop was still on the Texans, but Texans are the Texans and Ravens. It's, that's like the only game I'm actually would be looking forward to. Um, well, I, I think that the two games that stand out for me being the the juiciest looking games out there. I like the Patriots uh, Seahawks, um, and I like the Monday night game. You know, I. I I don't want to call myself a full-fledged Raider fan, uh, but I do like the Raiders, uh, and I think it'll be a, a nice game between uh, the Saints and the Raiders. Let's see, Mike. So those are uh, Mike team may not play in that game. Um, so yeah, that, that that's a thing to keep an eye on if you're fan, if you have fancy implications for it. Um, if you're, you know, if you have Philip Lindsay and you drafted him, you should be used to him getting hurt because he's hurt again. So he's going to be out with turf toe. Mike T's doubtful, but I've heard it's going to be like two weeks before he plays again. So if you drafted him in the first round like I did, or, you, you know, he play against him in the next two weeks, thank me for drafting you know him in the first round because I'm probably the reason he got hurt. The one game that I think might be the most fun to watch is actually mm-hmm. the Bengals Browns on Thursday. Just thinking that, I was really thinking about that. I think that one I might actually, be the most fun. I think I have the Bengals covering. I don't think I have a winning. I have them covering. I think the Bengals can win that game straight up. They didn't look bad. I mean, they were one play away from winning that game. Yeah. 
And Burrow threw a bad, had a bad turnover late, missed a kick. But, you know, I thought Burrow played good. actually real. I think Burrow yeah. actually played really good. Well, not great, but I think he he definitely showed why he was the number one pick. Yeah. He might not be Andrew Luck, but he might be the next Carson Palmer. And Carson Palmer was not a bad quarterback. Mm-hmm. Let's go Atlanta this week. Let's I'm see. A huge Atlanta Falcons. Falcon fan this weekend. Beat the Cowgirls. Oh, ready for this one? Verizon bought track phone for $7 billion. Yeah, just keep raising my rates. Why don't you? Yeah, probably don't you. Uh, Dick oh, Sporting. Let's see. Uh, let me see if I can pull up some sports news here. Uh, Dick Sporting Goods has partnered with Under Armour for women's basketball shoe. About time. Uh, yeah, there's nothing else. New iOS 14 dropped today. We will be dropping oh, you... the new watch drop. Okay. Uh, November 12th, PS5 comes out, $500. Yeah, it's amazing how for to buy the game with the discs, it's 500 bucks. So if you don't want the disc, it's 400 bucks. Uh, yeah, I'm not waiting uh-huh. online for it. I'll, I'll get it like, in, in January. Um New iPhone, new um, Apple Watches were announced. New iPads were announced. Watches or phones are coming in October, which would be great because my phone will be paid off then. (laughs) Trade it in or something. Um, Other than that, nothing else. Um, I want to see what the Big Ten schedule looks like on October 23rd. They didn't have the schedules ready yet. Um, but if they had just not fired around for two weeks, um, they would be starting on October 10th, which would have been awesome because if with Columbus Day weekend, they could have legitimately played all four days. But good for them. What is it? Good for the kids. The SEC starts this week or next week? I think it's next week. And I think yeah, really what I, one of the things I heard with the – by the way, congratulations to Rutgers. They will play on Big Ten Championship Saturday because everybody's uh-huh. going to fucking play like that. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, I'm really curious to see what the, what the implication of Notre Dame playing in ACC is going to be. I have heard that if it wasn't for Notre Dame, no college football would have been played this year. I believe it. So we yep. can thank, you know, if the Libertards don't want to thank Trump, they can thank Notre Dame. Well, that'd be like thanking Trump because Notre Dame's a very conservative school. But, you know, it's funny that, like, some of these states, like, but you could tell which states were part of this because, like, you have the ACC in Pennsylvania. So, like, Pitt was going to play football this year. And there are already teams 
going to kids that are being recruited from the West Coast telling them, hey, why do you want to go to a school that doesn't care about football? Well, there goes Army shot at going to a bowl game. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. Um, But, no, I I think it's – hopefully NFL kickers hit kicks this week. Um, Yeah. uh, So, of of all the things that we talked about with uh, football teams and their excuses, new systems, new whatever, 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 uh, yeah, kickers, you really don't do much anyway. How the hell are you missing kicks? I – they're socially distanced from the team anyway. Nobody too. likes the kickers. That's not Nobody true. Likes kickers. They're, Peyton Manning they're loved the punter. Distant. No, Peyton Manning loved yeah, the punter he, when he was there. He just hit, he just hated the drunken kicker. He just hated Vanderjack. He loved the kickers yeah. at, when he retired. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard the McAfee story about him and Peyton Manning in a, in a uh, casino. But it no. is a fucking... So McAfee goes to the roulette table, cashes in his chips. He's sitting there playing. He goes, he like, puts it on number one because that's his number. Number two because he picked number two twenty-two, number whatever the fuck else because there was another. And uh, he says, "I'm standing there," and he goes, and like everybody starts going, "Oh shit, pay, 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 Manning's there." And Pay Manning walks up, smacks Pat McAfee on the ass. Everybody goes, who the fuck is this guy? And he goes, that nut red 18 over there looks good. Gives him the gun in the wing. Pat goes, you sure? And he goes, come on. So Pat takes all his fucking money, puts it on red 18. And everybody else at the table goes, shit, pay, 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 pay Benny. So they all go and put their money on red 18. What fucking number you think hit? Red fucking 18. One. Did it? <laughs> nope, red 18. Red 18 hit. The next morning we go out to golf and I look at Faye and I go, you know what happened last night after you left? He goes, red 18 hit. <laughs> He's like, how the fuck did you do that? <laughs> um, I don't tell the story as good as Pat does, but it's on YouTube. And um, yeah. Or uh, yeah, just start looking at Pat McAfee's stand-up comedy and you will be entertained for hours. Especially when he starts talking about a lion and a ball and arrow. Um, yeah, I gotta go to bed. All right, buddy. So I'll see you next week. All right, buddy. Yeah, we'll reconvene next week. Later. All right, everybody in Radio Land. See you later.